It is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast with your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. What do we have on tap? Well, only way to find that out, you have to tune in. You have to grab your ticket, get on board, put your seatbelt on. Most importantly, enjoy the ride. That's right. It is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Your host and your conductor, Anthony Smith. And we are getting ready to get this train on the track. So let's get rolling. You're listening to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Welcome to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast with your host, Conductor Anthony Smith. That's right. It is Sunday, May the 29th. We're almost about to wrap this month up. Oh, did I tell you once again, it's Sunday, May the 29th? That's right. We have a game seven tonight. Miami. Boston. Boston had a chance to seal the deal on their home court. Now they got to go down to South Beach. The question is, which Jimmy will we see? Will we see Jimmy Bucket that scored 40-plus points? Or will we see 8-point Jimmy? I guess the same could be said about Jalen Brown. Which one are we going to see? Or Jason Tatum? Are they both going to be on the same page at the same time? Well, that remains to be seen, but... Since we're on the cusp of a game seven and waiting for them is the winner is waiting for the winner of this game is the Golden State Warriors. However, reports surfaced earlier in the week. And it's strange how everybody was writing this tandem off, wanting to separate this tandem, uh, saying they don't work good together. But it'll be known Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are fulfilling their promises to each other. Ex-Boston Celtics turned ESPN analyst Kendrick Perkins was the loudest among a growing number of people in and around the NBA calling for his former team to trade either Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown back on January the 7th, the day after they blew a 25-point lead to the New York Knicks and fell out of the playoff picture. They can't coexist. And trust me, we had been hearing that even prior to January 7th. Perkins told a national television audience. This came three weeks after an anonymous general manager told Bleacher Reports, Jake Fisher of the developing all-star wing tandem, I think there's there's pretty widespread belief that they don't work together. How long have we been hearing that? Six months later, Tatum and Brown stand on the precipice of their first NBA Finals appearance, having scored or assisted 45 of the Celtics' 56 second half points in last Wednesday's come-from-behind road victory against the veteran Miami Heat in Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Game 6 
was played Friday, and as I alluded to earlier, they had a chance to wrap it up, but they didn't. But game six was played on Friday. We just got to come out and play basketball, Brown told reporters of his partnership with Tatum after Wednesday's 93-80 victory. We feel like there's a lot, there's not a lot of people who can play basketball with us too. When he gets going, when I get going, we know that we're going to put ourselves in a good spot to win. Brown is 25 years old. Friday's elimination opportunity will be the 24th conference finals game of his career. Tatum is 24 and has been alongside Brown for three of the Celtics' four East Finals appearances since 2017. The thought of breaking them up now is as laughable to Boston's front office as it was then. Only now, the rest of the league has no choice but to acknowledge that Brad Stevens thought to acknowledge what Brad Stevens thought ludicrous back in January. They're by far the least of my concerns, the Celtics exec the Celtics executive told the Athletics Jay King on January 17th. Even these conference finals have not been void of criticism for the NBA's best 25 and under duo. Their 13 combined turnovers and game three loss were met with doubts about their mental toughness against the Heat team that also bullied them in the 2020 conference finals. How quickly people forgot their efforts opposite Kevin Durant's Brooklyn Nets and Giannis Antetokounmpo's defending champion Milwaukee Bucks. Tatum and Brown are not the players they were two years ago, and they are miles from blowing a 3-2 series lead to the Cleveland Cavaliers in 2018 conference finals. They were respectively 19 and 20 years old at the time. Neither had made an all-star team yet or even averaged 15 points per game. But there they were. Boston's two leading playoff scorers, a chance to eliminate LeBron James and reach the NBA Finals. The bubble was an even better chance, but Miami's Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo manhandled them in six games. Boston finished last season 500 and lost a lopsided first-round series to the Nets and looked every bit as mediocre to start this season. So, Tatum and Brown convened after that January 6th loss to the Knicks. We see all the things about we can't play together and everyone in the media saying one of us got to go, Tatum told reporters a few days later. We just had to talk about how we both want to be here and we both want to figure it out. There's not many players in the league like JB. The grass ain't always greener. I think the most important thing is we both want it extremely bad and we want to try to figure it out together. For us to be on the same page is extremely important. Knowing we've got each other's back and we're going to give it all we've got to figure this out, regardless of what people may say. Since then, the Celtics have been the most dominant team in the league. Tatum made the All-NBA first team and Brown is knocking on the door of a third team selection. Together, they have pushed the heat to the brink and they will draw on their experiences against James, Durant, and Antetokounmpo the only others beside Miami to ever beat them in a playoff series with their latest and best title shot on the line. You might think Tatum and Brown are finished products, given how often we have seen them on this stage. Brown is one of eight players in NBA history to play more than 75 playoff games before turning 26, and only Kobe Bryant had more playoff points than Tatum's 1,508 at his age. The late Los Angeles Lakers legend, 
needed 10 more games and 124 more field goal attempts to get there. They are elevating into rarefied air. Nobody is questioning whether the Celtics should part with one of them anymore. Instead, we are left to wonder how long they could play together and what they might accomplish before they are done. Brown is signed through 2024, and Tatum can enter free agency in 2025. But they are convinced they can win a title this year, and that could be enough to convince them to tie their careers together in Boston for their primes. First things first, one more win against Miami, and the three-time champion Golden State Warriors likely await the finals. Months after Jason and Jalen vowed to figure it out, the NBA is theirs for the taking. As Tatum tries to explain to everyone on J.J. Reddick's Old Man and Three podcast back in February, I couldn't imagine why you wouldn't want to have two of the best players that are under 25 on your team. So, as we get ready to look at Game 7, who do you have? It's almost hard to go against Miami on their own home court. But at the same time, you can't knock Boston. You can't count Boston out. Even though Boston had the opportunity to win it on their home court and be on their way to the NBA championship round, this particular series has been so unpredictable. You don't know what's going to happen from one game to the next. You could even say the same thing about Jimmy Butler. Who one game can put up 42, 47 points, and the next game come back, put up 8, 6, 10 points. So you don't know, but it seemed like conventional wisdom would say since Miami was able to pull out that victory on the road, conventional wisdom would say they're going back home, and chances are, they have home court advantage and have a little bit of momentum on their side. So, if you ask me who am I picking, simply because they're at home, I am going to go with Miami. But that might be a jinx. Who's to say Boston didn't find a way to come out and win this game? And conventional wisdom, media say, Basketball fans, they would rather see Boston versus Golden State because it's the closest you're going to get to seeing Boston versus L.A. And that's from a marketing standpoint, Boston. And you got Golden State in the California market. But we could very well be seeing Miami versus Golden State. Which team poses a more defensive threat to the Warriors who are zeroing in on a championship? I can tell you this, looking at some of the scores in the Miami-Boston series, there has been some defense played. And either one of these teams, I think, could probably be up for the task of defending against the Warriors. But I think a more more difficult defensive matchup for the Warriors would most likely be the Miami Heat. Not saying that the Boston Celtics can't put the clamps on, but I think the team that can most likely put the clamps on, if there's any such thing, would be the Miami Heat. Tell you what I'm going to do right here. I am going to go ahead and take a break. 
And when I come back, I'll have some more for you. It is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. This is your host and your conductor of the train. The most informative podcast you ever want to listen to sports-wise. It's the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. And your favorite conductor, Anthony Smith. I will be right back. So don't you go nowhere. It's the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. Want to let you know that this podcast is listener-supported. That's right. Driven by you, the listener. So if you want to advertise or sponsor a segment, simply reach out to me at 316-553-2010 or hit me up at a.trainsportstalk at gmail.com to get your ad or sponsorship Rant on this podcast. Once again, A Train Sports Talk Podcast, your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. You're on board the A Train Sports Talk Podcast with your conductor, Anthony Smith. Enjoy the ride. Sunny and get that right. A warm, sunny, breezy Sunday afternoon on the Memorial Day weekend. I want to say to all of you out there, be safe and have a safe and happy Memorial Day weekend. Anyway, if you follow Twitter very closely. And if you are connecting dots, it would appear that there is a particular superstar that might be trying, one, to get out of Philadelphia. Troll Embiid strikes again by tweeting, Miami needs another star. He's back. As the Miami Heat fell 3-2 to the Boston Celtics, Joel Embiid took to Twitter to lend his thoughts. But not satisfied with the results, he apparently felt a bit frisky on a warm spring night. A few of the tweets. One said, is this series over? Are the Heat still got a chance? Miami needs 
another star. Keep that in mind. Miami needs another star. The four-word mic drop instantly went viral with folks trying to connect all kinds of dots. It's no secret that Joel Embiid absolutely loved playing with Jimmy Butler back in 2018-2019 and was absolutely crushed when the pre-Daryl Morey collaborative front office didn't drop a max to keep him. Does he want to be that star? I won't sit here and say I didn't wish he was my teammate. Still don't know how we let him go, Embiid said after the Sixers were eliminated by Eric Spolster's group. Butler echoed the sentiments as well. I love him. I'm proud of him. I still wish I was on his team. I definitely love the Miami Heat, though. I got so much respect and love for Joel Embiid. How them words are still ringing out. There's also a social media history between the two. Back in 2020, when Joel was being booed by Sixers fans when he posted, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Hashtag the process. To which Butler replied, the now infamous, I know a place where villains are welcome. And Joel then flanked by the ill-fitting combo of Ben Simmons, Josh Richardson, Tobias Harris, and Al Horford, did little to quell speculation he may have had a wandering eye by replying, Damn right, my brother. The whole shtick may have been harmless, or maybe it was the gentle nudge the Sixers management needed at the time. They had once felt that they didn't need a team president with final say, but by the following fall, they hired Daryl Morey and who are they? Who are we to say that MB flirting publicly with the idea of joining the Heat wasn't the push they needed? So now it won't be a shock if Butler responds to MB here. Perhaps he will have already by the time you read this. If not, go check and report back. Obviously, Joel is a self-proclaimed social media troll, or troll as he calls himself. He loves to post things with double meanings or vague references. And, of course, you remember one of his recent works of art following Ben Simmons being traded. Quick tangent. Embiid was snubbed for all NBA first team despite finishing as runner-up MVP for the second season in a row. Butler actually was snubbed from any of the NBA, any of the all-NBA teams despite finishing as the best player on the best team in the East during the regular season. Devin Booker, who boasted the reciprocal accolade out West, was on the first team. Jimmy didn't even make the third team. Weird. I wonder if Joel and Jimmy text about that one. Okay, where are we? Despite causing a bit of a row, letting fans wonder if he was at least flirting with the idea of drawing the heat, Embiid wasn't done tweeting. He tweets, Boston just has too many weapons. And then perhaps he saw a few too many of these types of replies. Miami needs another star. At Clutch Points app. And the picture is of Jimmy Butler wearing number 22. Joel Embiid in a heat uniform wearing 21. 
So he tried to put an end to speculation by making fun of everyone reacting. Hmm. Precisely how he probably hoped they would. Okay. Y'all are stupid. LMAO with four laughing emojis. In the end, MB decided on a supermax with Philadelphia that extends through 2026-27 season. Not eligible for free agency until summer 2026. Daryl Morey was bluffing when he said the Ben Simmons saga could drag on for four years. But if Joel Embiid ever tried to get himself traded, I wouldn't put it past Daryl to actually take the four years this time and say, screw this. Joel, hold out forever if you want. We're not trading an MVP. But if you really want to read between the lines, I suppose you could say this is the second time Embiid has teased us now regarding the Miami Heat. And he hasn't been shy about missing Jimmy. It's all in good fun, and we know that. But is it one of those jokes you make because you're still not over the post-process era's biggest what-if? Maybe. And the truth is that the Heat may not have needed another start to take a 3-2 lead on Boston. Jimmy Butler experienced a flare-up of the knee inflammation that plagued him in the first round of playoffs. He was making a case for himself as the best player in the entire playoffs prior to departing from Game 3, the conference finals at halftime. After scoring 41 and 29 points in Game 1 and 2, he's been an absolute shell of himself since shooting just 10 of 40 from the field in the last three contests. He hasn't gotten a ton of help. Boston has had better fortune, despite Robert Williams playing through a nagging knee issue, despite Marcus Smart rolling an ankle, and Jason Tatum dealing with a shoulder. They've been mostly healthy. Their opponents, on the other hand, have been less lucky. Ben Simmons and Joe Harris never played in round one for the Brooklyn Nets. That's two players who would have started if available. Chris Milton was out of the whole series for the defending champ Bucks. Kyle Lowry still doesn't look right. Tyler Hero has missed the last two games, and now with Butler not moving well, <clears throat> the Heat don't stand much of a chance. But sure, it wouldn't hurt if Miami had another star. They did pretty well with that whole super team thing a few years back. Now, that I think about it, maybe you could read MB's tweet in reverse and say that he's roasting Butler for leaving him, the deserving league MVP. And so Butler wouldn't have been one star short of a title had he found a way to wrangle a max out of Philly. The beauty of these troll tweets is that they're like a moment, like a monet painting. And what is seen depends on the viewer's depth and perspective. Art with limitless possibility. Is this granny satire or utter nonsense? A playful jab at a former teammate? A barb directed at a front office? An inside joke? Something else, three things at once, a private text meant for a friend that accidentally went out on his public Twitter. There is something here for everyone. Anyway, now it's on Daryl Morey and Elton Brandt to finalize James Harden's contract and see what other help they can get in B this offseason. They're the unit who could use another star even more than this Heat squad needed one. It takes one to know one. The Sixers may well have a draft pick to keep or trade. And maybe they'll find that additional star that Joel thinks Miami needs. Heck, Boston didn't give up much to get Al Horford, and he's playing like one. 
maybe the Sixers can find a guy like him that might make a good premise for Embiid's next post. So Troll Embiid, what a name, self-proclaimed name, self-proclaimed and deservedly self-proclaimed name. Yes, he does like to troll around on Twitter. But what do you make of all this? Do you think, with all the comments that have made, tweets that have gone viral, is Joel Embiid actually saying, get me out of here? Without even name dropping, could he be saying, get me out of here? Because I really don't think this is going to work with me and James Harden. Yeah, that's the name that didn't come up in that article. But is that what Joel Embiid is really saying without really saying it? I could see me playing with Jimmy Butler as opposed to me sticking around playing with James Harden. We will keep an eye on this because this is basically a developing situation. And moving right along. The Warriors are headed back to the NBA Finals after eliminating the Mavericks in five games. The Golden State Warriors are the 2021-22 Western Conference champions and are headed back to the NBA Finals after eliminating the Dallas Mavericks in five games. The series was capped Thursday with a 121-10 win in Game 5. The Warriors jumped out in front early in the game with a 69-point first half and led by as many as 25 in the third quarter. Dallas closed the gap late in the quarter with a 15-0 run and cut the deficit to just eight points but couldn't carry that momentum into the fourth quarter. Golden State's Clay Thomas led all scores with 32 points, 24 which came on his eight made three-pointers. Thompson also made eight threes, also made eight threes when the Warriors eliminated the Memphis Grizzlies in game six of the Western Conference semifinals. Maverick star Luka Doncic finished with 28 points, but struggled to shoot for much of the game, missing 10 of his 13 three-point tries. As a team, Dallas shot 44.4 from the field, while Golden State shot 51.1% from the field. The Warriors played in five consecutive NBA Finals between 2015 and 2019 and won three. That streak ended when Golden State failed to reach the playoffs in 2020 and 2021. Golden State will face either Boston, either the Boston Celtics, or Miami Heat in the 2022 NBA Finals, which are scheduled to begin on June the 2nd. The Celtics currently, at the time of this, lead the Eastern Conference Finals 3-2. However, we know that today they are playing Game 7. Winner takes all. Do or die. Game 7. Two words that a lot of players like to hear. Game 7. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Yes, this will probably be one of my shortest podcasts I've done in quite some time. But due to time constraints, I have to get ready to get out of here because work is calling my name. But I hope you have enjoyed this short ride that was packing a lot of information as I get ready to 
make my way to work. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Let me know what you think. Leave comments. Uh, I'll be glad to get feedback. I love feedback. More importantly, I want to say to each and every one of you, be safe. Enjoy the Memorial Day. Enjoy Decoration Day is what they used to call it. Uh, just enjoy yourself. Uh, the memories that you have of lost loved ones, I mean, hold on to that. I know there may be some bitter, sweet moments, but as I've learned, as time goes on, it gets better. You find yourself laughing at things, and you wonder, what are you laughing about? And you just remember, I remember when Mama did this, or I remember when Daddy did this, and it will have you laughing when no one's around telling jokes. So hold on to those good memories because, trust me, the more you hold on to those good memories of lost loved ones, after you get over the hurt and the healing process, you'll find yourself laughing more than crying. Well, until next time, take care of yourself. I want you back on the train. Uh, Looking ahead. Probably tomorrow sometime, I'm going to have two of my good friends on, James Goodrum and Ed Nunez. We're going to have a segment called Point and Counterpoint. That is in regards to rumors that there's a possibility that the Cowboys may be looking at signing another quarterback as a backup. Who might that be? Unless you, have, unless you haven't seen the tabloids yet already, I'll tell you what, the best way to find that out is check out the podcast that will be dropping tomorrow. Until next time, take care of yourself and each other. God bless.